0: This is the Texas Standard. On another front, what the New York Times is calling a win for the Trump administration late last night, announcing it's NAFTA no more. But that doesn't mean there's no North American free trade deal. Quite the opposite, in fact. As the clock approached midnight, word began to spread that Canada was ready to sign on the dotted line joining Texas's largest trading partner, Mexico, and the U.S. And the pact will have a new name. The United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or the USMCA. That part's mostly packaging, right? It's the substance of this new deal that matters. And to talk about what's in it for all of us, Raymond Robertson. He is a professor and holder of the Helen and Roy Rue Chair in Economics and Government at the Department of International Affairs at the Bush School of Government and Public Service, Texas A&M. Professor Robertson, welcome. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you about the key aspects of this deal. Uh, For starters, cars, right?
1: Yes, cars were a major sticking point in the renegotiations. The administration wanted to increase the amount of domestic content required to qualify for the North American free trade tariff preferences.
0: And so what does it look like starting in 2020? If you want to avoid tariffs altogether, 75 percent of its components have to be manufactured in either Canada, Mexico or the U.S. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's what we've been hearing, and although the text hasn't been widely released yet, but that is what people are saying, and what that's designed to do is increase the demand for production in Mexico, the United States, and Canada.
0: Does it have a downside? I mean, why has it taken so long to get there? This seems like something that would be an obvious boon for all three countries.
1: It really does. The problem has been that a lot of Automobile production is made with parts from around the world, and this means that we won't be able to import parts from other countries uh, to lower the prices of these cars.
0: Oh, I see. Uh, One sticking point had been Canada's very complex and restrictive uh, dairy uh, setup. Uh, They've tried to protect their dairy farmers in Canada for some time. Uh, There are changes in this new agreement. The new agreement seems to open up Canada's dairy markets to
1: foreign trade, and I think this will be really good news for American farmers, especially the dairy farmers in states like Wisconsin, and Minnesota, and even parts of Texas.
0: Uh, So, uh, let's see, there is another element of this, and uh, this is something that I suppose Canada might say was a win for them. They wanted to maintain uh, uh, this, I believe it's called Chapter 19, which has to do with negotiating disagreements, Am, am I correct?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. That was the one point that Canada was very adamant about maintaining because they've used those provisions in the previous version of NAFTA several times in negotiating with the United States.
0: President Trump is obviously touting this as a win, and it does seem to have come down to the wire, the wire being a deadline that President Trump himself (laughs) declared for uh, renegotiating NAFTA. What do you make of that? Well,
1: there's been lots of deadlines throughout this negotiating process, and I'm sure you're aware that we've missed lots of them. So to finally make a deadline is actually pretty good news.
0: What does this mean in terms of uh, uh, the larger, uh, I suppose you could say, uh, scheme for uh, the U.S., Canada and Mexico going forward here? They're no longer calling it NAFTA, uh, for, for starters.
1: Yeah, they're changing the name, and it's going to be very interesting going forward to see exactly how much has changed. Some of the provisions are very similar to those that we would have had had we stayed in the Trans-Pacific Partnership negotiations. And so it's not clear that the new NAFTA will be that much different from the old one.
0: Uh, what happens next? I, mean, if, uh, I presume that if this is uh, a new agreement between these three countries, Congress is going to have to weigh in at some point or no?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So the agreement's supposed to be signed within the next 60 days by all of the administrative branches, the executive branches of the three countries, but then the United States Congress has to ratify it and congressional leaders have said that they're not planning on ratifying or considering it until next year.
0: Something that a lot of folks have, uh, have been uh, concerned about is uh, steel tariffs. Is there any mention of what might happen now or any sense of what might happen now with those steel tariffs?
1: Well, Canada in particular was hoping that now that we have an agreement, this will mean that we'll be able to, the United States would reduce those tariffs towards Canada and Mexico. But uh, that's still up in the air.
0: President Trump is obviously claiming this as a major victory. How do you see it in terms uh, uh, of a win for Mexico and Canada? For this to be an agreement that's going to have any durability, of course, they've got to see this as uh, something good for themselves, too.
1: Well, that's exactly right. I think Mexico actually was able to increase the amount of products and, pr- and products that they were producing, which made them more comfortable with increasing that domestic content requirement we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I also think Canada realizes that we're their number one trading partner. And so having this agreement was absolutely critical, I think, for the
0: Canadian economy. Raymond Robertson is professor and chair in economics and government in the Department of International Affairs at the Bush School of Government and Public Service. Texas A&M University. Professor Robertson, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out to talk with us on the Texas Standard. we sure to appreciate it.
1: Anytime. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.